and welcome to the Age of Plastic podcast. My name is Andrea Fox and in case you didn't know, this is an environmental podcast where we try and learn how to live more sustainably without the climate change overwhelm. Breathe. I know it's confusing. I've got you. Coming up on today's episode, as always, we'll have an amazing guest. We'll also have an eco life hack for you and today's is a free eco life hack. Um, First up though, As always, a little shout out to you if you've shown me some love for the Age of Plastic podcast, either by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or, as people have started doing recently, giving us a little shout out on social media. Uh, Especially want to shout out Be More Sassy and Haynes underscore collection on Instagram. If you'd like to do the same, you can find us at Age of Plastic podcast. You can also leave us a little review in Apple Podcasts. And you can get in contact if you've got an eco life hack to share or a guest you think will be brilliant for the podcast via my website, which is iamandreafox.co.uk. First up, let's crack on with our guest today on the Age of Plastic podcast. Plasticfreedom.co.uk is an amazing site full of plastic-free options. And today I'm going to be talking to the founder, Beth Noy, about how she quit her job to set it up. Getting around supply issues when they include plastic packaging, her favourite items and how she plants, get this, a tree for every single order. Wow. Here's Beth Noy from Plastic Freedom, recorded at the New Rose Band Recording Space in Camden. So welcome to our new band, uh, Plastic Freedom. Uh, I am with Beth Noy from Plastic Freedom, a brilliant website which is aimed at replacing items in your life with more sustainable swaps and breaking away from the dreaded single-use plastic. It's got everything from clothing to beauty and things you might not expect, like Christmas items and products for your pets. And Beth was also revealed as a finalist for NatWest Bank's Entrepreneur for Good award. Beth Noy, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we're in this um, weird little studio in Camden, <laughs> which is meant for bands. I did have a little go on the drums while I was Did you? Yeah. Are you a, and you were a, a recording artist of any... Uh... I actually play the clarinet, so totally don't fit in here. <laughs> I played the clarinet at school as well. I, my mum's always like, where is your clarinet? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I thought it was at your house. I can play the Harry Potter theme tune and it's amazing. Oh, well done. <laughs> I think I only learnt like Stranger on the Shore or something Ooh. like that because my gran wanted me to. Nice. Don't ask me to play it. I'd much rather be able to play the Harry Potter theme. That's much cooler. And Star Wars. <laughs> anyway, from music. Sorry, we should get on to some questions. You are the founder and creator of the brilliant Plastic Freedom site. Um, I just kind of wanted to know what your story was and how you got into breaking away from a life full of plastic. Yeah, so I always sound crazy when I say this, but it was literally a pot of hummus that tipped me over the edge. Chickpeas (laughs) tipped you over the edge. Yes, because I absolutely love hummus. So I would buy it every day and I'd go to the supermarket, buy it, bring it back, and then I'd be like, well, what is happening to this pot? Like every day I'm eating it. And then that pot's going in the recycle bin. And there was a recycle plant right by where I used to work. And I'd drive past there every day and think, oh, it's cool, it's going there, it's fine. Just a short trip. Yeah, um, all going to be recycled. And then the plant shut down because it wasn't making enough money. And then I suddenly... Where's this? Is this Stockport? um, It's Leyland where I used to work. Um, So I then suddenly looked down at the recycle bin and went, oh, no. What's going to happen now? And I know obviously it will go to different places and stuff, but I just suddenly thought, like, what is this throwaway culture we've, like, without even realising we've become a part of? Mm. Whether it's plastic, the cardboard sleeve around it, or 
even the ingredients that go into something to allow it to go onto the shelf in the supermarket and then end up in your fridge and last for weeks. <laughs> so it was kind of a, like a host of things really. And then I just started noticing plastic from there because it, it wasn't really initially just the plastic. It was just everything, the process of that getting to me. Mm. And then as soon as you've opened your eyes to plastic. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? Because you can't unsee it once you yeah. have sort of gone, hang on a second. So once you learn maybe that hummus pots are not recyclable or yogurt yeah. pots, you're suddenly like, oh, hang on, what about everything else in my kitchen, my bathroom? Yeah, exactly. So walking into a supermarket after I'd had that hummus revelation, <laughs> <laughs> I was absolutely horrified. And it is crazy that you can live your entire life just going in and doing a weekly shop with your parents and then when you get older you're doing it yourself and you just carry on doing what you just do as a human and then all of a sudden you go and now I can't buy anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's why I called this podcast The Age of Plastic because we are just living in yes. that age. Like our grandparents didn't live with supermarkets the way we, we are and all of these plastic products like yeah. you say. Um, it's quite a jump though from noticing that to setting up a business. <laughs> Yeah, so I basically then spent a year um, looking at plastic items, cutting it out, annoying the hell out of my work friends because I was like, you shouldn't be buying that, you should buy this instead. <laughs> and they all thought I was nuts, but that was fine. And as I was obviously on this journey to go plastic free, I actually started with food, which a lot of people progress onto. They start with other things, but that was... I love food and I love hummus, so... Yeah, I would probably say it was probably toiletries. Yeah. I love toiletries. Yeah, see, I'm not into really all of that stuff, but I'm into food, so that's kind I'm of where... looking at you now and going, damn you, in your skin. <laughs> and well, that's because... It's <laughs> because I went plastic-free. Uh, and yeah, honestly, so I progressed onto that um, and discovered so many more things about, mm. like, what you're putting on your skin and all of that. But, um, yeah... As I started to discover and go, I need to swap that out for a plastic-free item, it dawned on me that there wasn't anywhere that was really allowing it to be easy. So I'm telling people, oh, you should buy that instead of this. And they go, well, it's just too difficult. Yeah. So I was like, well, I'll I'll sort it for you, like send them links, do this, that and the other. And I'd buy things like a reusable safety razor. Oh, yeah. It'd arrive in single-use plastic wrap own goal yeah so I just thought what is going on here there's no one that's really being transparent about the way things are packaged the way they're going to arrive and what you're actually buying so I just thought I'm going to do it myself wow and that's how it started and how many years has Plastic Freedom been running now uh, since January 2018, so nearly two years now. Wow, that's amazing. I, I must have been quite a day when you were like, no, I'm going to do this full time now, I'm just going to quit my job. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I actually worked for my family's company, um, like bike shops. So oh, cool. it was, I actually went out for tea with like my dad and my brother because I worked with them. The bosses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and my dad said, if you don't do this, I'm going to fire you. And he was oh, like, wow. I'm actually going to fire you right now. You're not coming back. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'm going to do this so then. That's so sweet. Yeah, no, that is, <laughs> it is sweet, isn't it? Yeah, he's always supported me. He's always said, no matter, like he always thought that I shouldn't be at the company. He was like, mm. I feel like you're destined for like bigger things. So mm. if this helps you in any way and you get to learn stuff, because as a family business, you do 20 jobs <laughs> rather yeah, than yeah. one. So... Yeah, it did teach me a lot, and 
when I decided, I think the morning after I went out for a boozy breakfast, as you do. Celebrate, yeah. <laughs> and then thought, oh my God, what am I doing? <laughs> but Aww. it was the best decision I ever made. Yeah, and I guess like going back to like personal life a bit more, like when it comes to plastic items, you must be so well versed in all of the different versions of other things that you can use, which we'll definitely go on to in a second. But what was yeah. the hardest thing, do you think, to, to get rid of plastic-wise? Definitely cleaning products for your house. Mm. That one, until recently, literally in the last couple of months, um, just seemed impossible because yeah. you need something to clean with. Yes, you can make your own, but... That's another thing that I really wanted to get away from because when you're going plastic free, I used to go on these Facebook groups all the time, you know, and be like, what's, what can I use instead of this? And mm. does anyone have any product recommendations? And always make your own, make your own. And I thought that is great, but I feel like the whole, we've got into a lot of plastic covered food for convenience because we're working so hard and, yeah. you know, life is, I don't know, zero hours jobs, all this kind of stuff. I don't really feel, I'd love to think I would make my own of something. Yeah. I just don't have the time. Exactly. And when it comes down to beauty and people are saying, make your own toothpaste, make your own shampoo, make your, and you just think, yeah, that's fine if you have the time, but realistically, the reason that plastic's even a thing now is for time saving and convenience so mm. really to get products that people are going to buy they have to be available yeah. so yeah I, I didn't go down the route of making my own potions <laughs> no, and I just think like some plastic is kind of necessary to stop things getting contaminated so yeah. I think like you've got to be quite careful when it comes to cosmetics and yes. toothpaste and things like that um so I wanted to also point out, if people go to Plastic Freedom and they order anything, you plant a tree with every order, don't you? Yes. How does that work? So um, it's basically with a company called One Tree Planted. Basically, at the end of each month, I go on and you can just do a donation with One Tree Planted. So it's $1 per tree and you can pick a different place like in the world where wow. you want to plant them. So from now until the end of the year I'm doing the Amazon rainforest because of obviously all the forest fires yeah good idea but a lot of people said like why aren't you supporting a plastic charity instead of planting a tree because obviously that is what you're all about what do they mean by a plastic charity um you know like clean up the ocean <gasps> got you yeah right, sorry yeah. so but for me it felt important that if I am going, I'm not sending stuff out in plastic and I'm using a lot more cardboard and I do use recycled stuff wherever I can, that you aren't causing another problem by going, we're not going to use plastic. So, yes, we still use a lot of cardboard, but everything is thought about and made to be reused by people when they get it in the post. So I just thought that's the perfect way. And with the climate emergency going on, mm. planting trees seems to be... A really good answer and it's something that every single person can do yeah like you can go on you can make a donation and you've planted a tree you don't have to be a politician to be making changes because that's going to take a while yeah you don't even have to have a garden you know like yeah. lots of people can go and plant something in their garden if you're not lucky enough like me i live in a flat yeah um i can't go and plant a tree in the garden yeah and it feels like you're already cutting out plastic so this is like another area you yeah. can help why not like spread that around yeah because we were talking about the um climate protests and extinction rebellion um just before we started recording 
Um, and I've, I was just admitting that I'm, I'm too much of a wimp to go and join Extinction <laughs> Rebellion in London. But it does seem like, according to some news reports, that um, Extinction Rebellion XR are being banned from London, which is not good. Yeah. Um, but it just made, it, it kind of confuses me because they must be doing something right. Yeah. Someone's getting worried at the top somewhere. Yeah, exactly. That kind of stuff's happening, right? Um, so talking about tree planting, more importantly, you must be so across every single brand that there is out there when it comes to plastic <laughs> swaps. So what are your favourites? What are like the best sellers? What things have really surprised you? Yeah, okay. So um, it was funny because um, I got a new member of staff a few weeks ago and she said, what? what are your favourite products? And I was like, oh, do you know, I haven't thought about this for a while because obviously I get so many new things in all the time. Yeah. And I was like, right, okay. And then I listed off about 20 and I was like... You're kidding. Because <laughs> they're that good. Honestly, yeah. like, I try things and I invest in brands that I really yeah, love. Yeah, exactly. So. You're not going to put something on the site, I imagine, that you yeah, don't think is exactly, worth it. Exactly, yeah. So my absolute favourites are Beauty Cubes. I always yes. talk about them. So this is Cubes with a K. <clears throat> Tell us yes. what these are for. So they are shampoo. They also do a conditioner as well. And the thing that I love about them is they come in a box about this big. I'm like not much bigger sizing. than your phone, yeah. yeah. Like a, but a square. Yeah. And you get 27 cubes in a box. So you take one out and you crumble it up. And when you add water to it, it becomes like a foam. People really struggle with the bars. Yeah. When it comes to shampoo and conditioner, I think conditioner more. So it's quite helpful as well because I suppose it's exactly. I'm guessing it's exactly what you need for one yeah. wash. Yeah, it is. It turns into a paste, and you kind of like, what am I <laughs> okay. putting on my hair here? <laughs> but as soon as you add like a bit more water and start rubbing it in, it's just like using a normal shampoo. Wow. And if you think whenever you go travelling or anything and you take it on the plane, it's water free, so it's not a liquid. Mm. And I've got some with me. Um, that me and my friend are going to use because we're going on a trip and they take up so little room. Yeah. For, if you imagine like a plastic bottle of shampoo and how heavy that is as well. Yeah. If I ever take one away as well, I'm always like, well, I won't put it in the bin if I do finish it. Yeah. I'll take it home and recycle it. So it's just like junk I'm carrying yeah. around the world. Yeah. So they are my top products. They're a bestseller mm. as well because also if people struggle with shampoo bars... And they're in a hard water area. It can you can get a bit of like soap scum in your hair, and you kind of have to use like a baking soda rinse and a vinegar rinse to get everything out. I am slightly worried about my hair now. <laughs> in a hard water area, did not know that. Um, the producers of these products as well. Do they tend to be sort of smaller producers? Have you found? Or? Yes. Yeah. So um, the makers of Beauty Cubes are just a couple down in Cornwall. And they really struggled with how big they blew up. Really? And they were like, we can't make enough of them. And I was like, I need more, I need more. Aww. Like, when I ran out of them to use myself, I was like, what am I going to do now? <laughs> <laughs> so I knew other people were like that as well. But this is the whole thing with Plastic Freedom that's been amazing is I can invest in companies early on when they're starting with a product and help them with the demand and say, take my money now put that into the product, like up your production and I'm not bothered about getting the product yet because I want these plastic alternatives to be mainstream and to be big because as soon as people try it and they see how good it is, they'll stop using plastic. So smaller businesses now, 
that have come to me at the start are now really big, which is awesome. That's so cool. Like like um, the Cubes guys and I suppose you Chili's Bottles as well. You're a big stockist of those as well. You see yeah. those everywhere now. It's yeah. nice as well because there isn't like a high street store that does all of this. And no. so you're helping kind of make it go mainstream and yeah. supporting smaller producers who are kind of engaged like you, I'm guessing. Yeah. So that must be like a really nice element of the business because it is a business I always feel like (laughs) obviously you're passionate about it but it must be I kind of get really interested sometimes in like the business aspect of setting up companies like this yeah well I'm obsessed with business so if this ever went down the pan or someone bigger came in and was like we're taking out your business and then I was sat (laughs) there with all these products around me nothing to do I've always said I would love to help people start businesses and especially like ethical businesses or women in business because what I've realized is I've grown up as a kid in a family business. So I've kind of learned things without even realizing. And so many people have amazing ideas and they actually don't know what to do. Mm. And my cousin is actually looking to start a business. And she said like, where do I start? And I just, I love it. I was like, just make checklists. If if you're reaching for the end goal, it's always gonna seem impossible. But if you break it down, go, oh, I just need to do this, this and this, suddenly you're on your way. That's so good. I love that idea as well. And yeah, we need more ethical businesses. We need yes. more like women run businesses. Sorry, fellas, if you're listening, but it's true. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, th- I just think that's amazing that you've got that passion for it. Because again, like I, my family went off to work, did office jobs growing up. So yeah. they find what I do now like quite crazy because I don't have a nine to five and I'm freelance. Yeah. But yeah, having to learn about all the stuff that you must learn when you're growing up in a family that run a business is, is bad. Yeah. And, and also a great skill. So yeah. I use it. Um, well, you touched on packaging a little bit when it comes to sending out products. Was that quite a yeah. hard thing to get right to make it plastic free? No. So that, that is so refreshing. Because <laughs> I know a few people, like the guys from Eco Stardust Glitter, yeah. struggled with some of their producers who were sending pots in yeah. little plastic bags, but they pushed back on it and made a change. So it's yeah. quite interesting that for you, where you are with the, with the people you're stocking on Plastic Freedom, yeah. it wasn't such a big deal. Well, I think the thing is, is that I look into every brand before I stock it. And if they care about being plastic free they already have sorted that out on their Mm. end so when I get it in I'm like sweet and we get all the stuff out that they send like paper or whatever and then we reuse that in parcels as well so sometimes you won't get our branded stuff but you'll get like brown paper which is we're just basically there's no point throwing it away so but one thing that has been an issue with obviously getting bigger like we'll get pallet deliveries now oh wow which come on pallets with plastic wrapped around you know now you say it, I'm like yeah I have seen those I think like yes. at the back of supermarkets and yeah like that. and there's oh, that's annoying so it's just as you grow and things like that happen that you get new plastic problems I guess and wow. you then have to tackle those but what I've done with that is I've gone to the brands and said like what is it that is like why are you sending them that way and they're like we have to because it's the like most the cheapest way to send that amount of stuff to you and it's their policy so they are working to change that with them so what I've done in the meantime is say I'll place smaller orders more often pay I don't mind paying extra for delivery if it comes plastic free and then they'll package it in the way that they normally do without any plastic so any problem can be faced yeah you're you just, getting around it aren't you yeah it's just a case of 
talking to people. I wondered there when you were saying you do a lot of research, is there kind of like a checklist you have to go through before you decide to put anything on the website or is it just a case of due diligence and chatting to the producers? Yes, yeah, so I always, if I see a brand that I'm like, oh, I want that. <laughs> <laughs> and you've got to remember as well, like I'm, I'm just a normal person that's going, I need to find this. This is the way that I find things. I go, what do I need? Oh, I need that. Right, I'll find it plastic free and then wow. I'll go on a hunt and I'll look at all the different brands and then I'll speak to them. Do you do wholesale? What are your prices? Do you send things with plastic? And you just kind of like narrow it down from there and then you go, right, I want to try the products. Mm. And then you find some really good ones. Like it's insane how many brands there are out there now. And a lot of people approach me as well now. So they already know my ethos and they come yeah. and they go, this is what we do. And I'm like, cool. And I'll you can it. see like, the platform that you're building as well. Like there, there's yeah. so many things on the website. Like like I was saying, I'm quite a big fan of like cosmetics and toiletries. So yeah. I really want to try <laughs> the Zao mascaras. Oh my God, And so the upcycle stuff as well. That's a really yes. interesting brand. Um, they use to, um, sort of food waste, waste products, coffee granules and scrubs yes. and things like that, don't they? Yeah, so I actually met one of the founders at a um, the Health Blogger Awards about two weeks ago. And she did a talk on like what they do. And it's it's amazing to actually hear someone who's creating a product rather than me just buying in to sell it. So yeah, it's like the other side. Isn't yeah. It? So she was saying that um, with some of their floral stuff, they like look around and they go, the flower markets in London at the end of the day, they just throw them all out. Such a shame. So she's now looking at a way that she can get those like waste flowers into products as wow. an ingredient because it's still an ingredient that you would go and buy yeah yeah so there's just loads of stuff like that and I think the key thing for me like starting Plastic Freedom and all of that and hearing what she said is I didn't listen to statistics and stuff like that online because there wasn't really any when I was going plastic free it's just literally looking at your day-to-day -day life mm. and you notice things and it's those things that you can't ignore yeah I know that, you know, governments and things need to bring in more laws and we've heard from the Queen about a single-use plastic <laughs> tax or ban or something like that. Um, but if we all just were able to push back to the people who are making it, like, we do have quite a voice. It's that, that, yeah. that um, classic saying about, what can I do, said 8 billion people. You think about all the plastic straws that aren't being used now. You've talked about your home sparking joy. So is that quite hard? Have you done a bit of... Because um, we've talked on the podcast before about editing yeah. your uh, interior life and making your home a bit of a happier place. Is that something you're quite interested in? Yes, definitely. It's funny because I live in a small bungalow and I used to run Plastic Freedom from my spare room. Oh, wow. And now all of that has now moved to a unit. Yeah, you're not going to get the pallets in your spare room, <laughs> no. are you? I was like, what am I going to do with this space? Because I actually only have belongings that I want and spark joy. Yeah. So it was, I've now got an indoor shed. I put my bikes in there, my snowboard <laughs> and stuff. So people think I'm crazy. But, and they're like, when are you going to get a bigger house? Or like, do you know what I mean? And I just think I don't need the space. Mm. Like, I love that little place. And it would take a lot for me to move out because... What else do I need? Yeah. Not very environmentally friendly as well to me. No, I know. <laughs> that you're not using. 
Um, I was quite surprised because I don't have pets. You're a pet lover, aren't you? Yes. I'm seeing a picture of the, the whippets <laughs> yeah. on the website. So cute. I love whippets. Um, I was quite surprised I didn't, because it hadn't even occurred to me, not being a pet owner, that there's so much plastic in pet toys. Yes, there is. And what I find crazy is if you actually think about a lot of toys for pets and they're chewing on plastic and mm. my dogs destroy toys. So think they are actually probably eating quite a lot of that and I just didn't want to see that anymore so some of the toys are so cute I think you could use them for kids especially (laughs) the octopus one what's that made out of is it rope and then um yeah it's like jute so it's all like recycled materials as well and there is actually a recycled plastic bottle inside um not of that one but Mm. other ones as well so because my you would you wouldn't believe it, but my whippets are obsessed with plastic. Really? As, maybe it's because I've never the been round it. <laughs> but <laughs> you've created monsters. <laughs> they lit a bit for me at the beach because oh. if they find plastic, they're like, ah. special, special <laughs> yeah. toy. That's amazing. I so, need a whippet now. Yeah. To clear up all the parks near me that are full of plastic bottles. Bless. But having a plastic bottle inside those gives it a bit of crunch, and it's mm. a product that would have like just gone in the bin anyway so it's things like that that I'm really into like taking waste and making it into something else Mm. and is there anything that you don't have on the website yet that you want to get on there um definitely more of like the clothing side I think and like I've just been gifted some like completely plastic free trainers which are crazy cool and I guess more that side but what I find with the website is I have to learn about something before I stock it and clothing and slow fashion and all of that is something that has only really started to be talk about mainstream really in the last like six to eight months so it's something that I'm still learning about but I would never put something out there that I'm not 100% sure of yet yeah you need to do like you're saying that that due diligence and stuff and get to know those products and I think as well food and clothing are two of the hardest ones because there's so much like we could all become vegan but then you you know when you see a spike in so-called superfoods like almonds take up a lot of water and people in Peru who used to eat quinoa now can't afford it because it's become so expensive and there's so much to do with like slavery and who's being exploited in in the making of our clothes that it's a yeah. really tough one to get right, I think. Yeah, I think everything in the world is just, so, you're never going to make the perfect decision. Yeah. You can think I'm buying the most ethical thing and then someone goes, no, you're not. Yeah. So it is, I just think if you research and you make a better decision, yeah. that is the best you can do at that current time because... The world is not perfect. Yeah. You can only try. That's a really good point, actually. Yeah. yeah and, and I think, you know, if every, we can't wait for everyone to do zero waste perfectly, we all yes. need to try and do what we can. Um, so um, I want to talk about that award nomination. How did that feel? Well, <laughs> that was honestly crazy. It was actually one of um, my customers that got in touch with me and they said, I work for NatWest and I've put you forward for like three categories because I think what you're doing is awesome and honestly the support that you get from a group of people that really care about the planet everyone just is so nice (laughs) so that was crazy because I was saying to the girls last night because it was the awards last night and the girls that worked for me I just said if you think back well I think back to when I first started going plastic free and everyone thought I was mad and now a plastic free business is 
at the NatWest yeah, Entrepreneur Awards. Like, well that is crazy. And it just shows that the demand is changing and these businesses can be successful. And I think that is so important for people to realise you can run an ethical business that you're just a normal person as well that wants to do something and it can be successful. Yeah, that's amazing. And do, have the awards been and gone? Do you find yes. out when? Yes, oh. so we didn't win. Oh! But, <laughs> um, Maybe next year. <laughs> yeah, I did end up on stage though, which was did highly you? embarrassing. Because, Why? Well, it was at the comedy store in Manchester and it was actually oh, yeah, the nice guy name. from Go Compare Adverts that oh, was the gosh. host. Yeah, because he's really a comedian, <laughs> yeah. isn't he? Yeah, so... Uh. Uh, Rio, one of the girls that works for me, kind of heckled him a bit oh, and he dear. came over. <laughs> and I was sat there like, Rio, don't say where you're from. Please don't say where you're from. And then he went, oh, so you must be the boss. Right, come with me. And oh. I was like, no. <laughs> dragged up on stage. Yeah. Oh, no. And he went, right, pitch Plastic Freedom to the crowd. You've got 30 seconds. And I just went, pitch. oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I said the same thing three times. And then when I sat down, the woman in the front row, he said, where do you work? And she was like, the No Bra Club. Great boobs, by the way. <gasps> and I was like, I'm, I want the floor to swallow me up right oh, now. <laughs> my so I gosh. think I made an impression. <laughs> what? What, what did she mean? Was she trying to say? I don't oh. know. I was like, could you actually, with the lights shining through my top? Oh, no. God. I know. People are so mean. I know. I, I, I did a, a bit of stand-up comedy, and I just think, like, <laughs> don't don't lie. Don't sit in the front. Don't heckle. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Rio, you're in trouble tomorrow. Uh-oh. Uh, Rio, it's been nice. Uh, where you work in Plastic Freedom, but uh, it's P45. I'm um, we were talking about, um, uh, we did touch on uh, the climate strike and X, uh, XR and things like that. Um, what, what are some of your thoughts around that? Because you talked about how, you know, plastic-free companies when you first started were completely, you know, everyone thought you were like, what, what is this? And now it's becoming more and more day-to-day. So do you think, like, the protests as well are cutting through? I think all protests are amazing. Um, I think if you keep talking about something and you're not doing it in a violent way or an aggressive way, even if it makes one person think, what are they talking about? Mm. And then they actually draw their own conclusion from it. It's a starting point, yeah. and I always say that. I will continue, even if Plastic Freedom, there wasn't a market for it anymore, I would continue to talk about it, because the amount of people that say, oh, I didn't even really think about that before, and it's got to be making a difference. Like, you look at how much it's grown in the last, like, few months, like all the protests and stuff, and exactly. how many there are. Mm. It's making a difference. Yeah, and they're grabbing headlines and keeping the... Um, issue in the public eye which I think is really important as well yeah. I love how you keep saying like if plastic freedom weren't here, freedom weren't here. <laughs> um, do, what are the plans for it do you think you'll ever have like a high street store or anything like that would you like to see like a concession in John Lewis up and down the country <laughs> well never thought about that John but... Lewis <laughs> I think I, I honestly I have so many ideas and plans for it's going to go but I have to play to my strengths, so people always say to me, would you ever open a store? Yeah. Personally, I don't see that happening because online and marketing is my strength, Mm. and for this to work, I have to do what I know. So, I mean, it could be if it grows and someone came on board and helped me do that, but what I would ultimately love to do is start Plastic Freedom, but in different countries. So Mm. do what I've done here, 
but in Europe, in America, because I don't want to be shipping things overseas. I would rather go there, support small businesses, yeah, local producers, yeah, yeah, and help things grow within that country. So that is the goal, really. I'd love to go over to the US and set up Plastic Freedom USA and have a team of people over there and actually start to build the movement in different countries without just shipping products yeah. straight out of the UK. That's such a smart idea. I hadn't even thought of that as well. If you are listening in the US, <laughs> do get in touch. Um, so we always ask our guests two very important questions. The first one is the hardest. Uh, plastic is a good item. It's been revolutionary in lots of industries. We're just using it in a single-use way, which is completely unnecessary. So is there anything in your life that's made of plastic? Yes. <laughs> plastic freedom, uh, that you can't live without? <laughs> yeah. Um, that's quite refreshing for you to say that. Yeah, it is actually. And it's... Funnily enough, people try and pull me up on this all the time and go, well, that's plastic. People so, love to do that to make themselves feel better. Like, Your car's no. got plastic in it. Right, okay. I, did, I didn't make it, mate. <laughs> I don't make the cars. Um, what I would say is I'm obsessed with board sports. So. I just heard you, because you said you're uh, snowboard? Yes. Oh, so, so I'm a skier. I don't ooh. have any skis. <laughs> I know, and I'm always like, look at these cool... <laughs> when I've been skiing in my life, look at these cool dudes. But that's something... Your bindings are plastic. Mm. The board itself will have some plastic in it. I've had that for years. Yeah, like yeah. I've snowboarded since I was seven. So wow, I've, I think I've only had maybe like four boards over the years. But they, you keep it and then you mm. sell it on to someone. Yeah, exactly. So it's you're not throwing it away and you get so much pleasure out of it. So yeah, exactly. Being out <laughs> in nature, I do I do love being up a mountain. I have to say, I have to say. Um, and finally, Beth, your environmental hero. Yeah, so I thought about this, and it has to be, I've actually got two. Oh, everyone's always got a name, and I love that. <laughs> so, um, Cal Major is one. Okay. She paddleboarded around the UK and mm. picked up litter, and mm. just seeing someone again who's just gone, there's an issue, and we're going to go and sort it. I love following her. She's so authentic, and she touches a lot of people just by being her, mm. which I absolutely love. Um, and then also Greta, obviously. But just seeing, even now when she's really in the public eye, she's still not backing down by what she's saying. Mm-hmm. And I love that. And someone with an idea and a feeling about something can actually make a difference. And no matter how many people say, one person can't make a difference, she is proof that, you can. Yeah. And so, and so are you with Plastic Freedom as oh, well. Thanks. Thank you so much for coming on the Age of Plastic podcast. Yeah, thank you. It's been to chat to you. Cheers. Have a shop at the amazing items. And you can also sign up to her newsletter at plasticfreedom.co.uk. And a big thanks to Beth for sharing her hummus revelation there. There is a great Christmas selection on Plastic Freedom. As I mentioned in our chat, I'm excited to try the UpCircle Body and Beauty products. They're vegan, they're cruelty free, and they aim to give weight products uh, like coffee granules a second life in things like their scrubs for example and Beth plants a tree for every single order Amazon is literally named after a forest and they don't even do this so excellent props for that Uh, Clothing, as you mentioned, is such a tricky issue. Um, I've been following a brilliant writer on this called Arsha Barber um, online. She has really helped me understand the layers of unethical practice in fast fashion and how it adversely affects people of colour. She is a great voice in ethical fashion and I will link to her in the show notes. 
um, and all of her pages as well. She's a great person to follow. And I know that's something that we talked about, me and Beth, on today's episode. Okay, it is time for today's eco life hack. It is a free one today. And okay, I'm cheating slightly. It is um, less of a hack, but something you can do to help the planet for free. Dan Webb is the man who saved every piece of plastic for a whole year. That's basically how people talk to me about him when they come up to me and ask me about the podcast. He set up Everyday Plastic to promote the issues of our plastic consumption. Look back through the episodes if you haven't. I will link at the bottom of the notes for today's episode because he has spoken to me on the age of plastic before. If you want to discover your personal plastic footprint, just like Dan did, you can participate in his Everyday Plastic Survey. What he's asking is that you sign up and agree to collect your plastic for a week. It's going to be taking place next year. You can sign up your home, your workplace or your school. Just head to everydayplastic.org to sign up. There we go. A nice easy one that we can all do for free today. Coming up next time, I'll be talking sustainable food with the brilliant founder of the Cookery School in London who've been doing things the right way, even if it's not the easy way. Rosalind Rathhouse is 75. She remembers a time before plastic even existed. She's got loads of tips and tricks for living plastic-free and generally reducing your carbon footprint, and that's what she's been doing with her cookery school since 2003. That's all coming up next time on the Age of Plastic podcast. But right now, I'm off to do some Christmas shopping on plastic freedom and plant some trees in the process. Bye. Bye.